Welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast, where our job is to help you build visibility, professional credibility, and connection with your ideal client by putting the human at the center of innovative marketing, so you can build and strengthen an engaging, enduring relationship with your ideal clients. I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz, and I'm honored that you're here with me. If you haven't yet joined our wonderful Flywheel Nation community, go to flywheelnation.com and join in the podcast conversations. Do subscribe to the show and also leave a review because it helps others find us. Let's get into today's masterclass on this InnovaBuzz podcast. I redefine what wealth is where we think of wealth traditionally as gathering of assets, money, houses, factories, businesses, things of value that we can exchange for other things of value. I redefine wealth as a creative process, not stuff that you gather that comes to you more, but it's stuff that flows from you. So I redefine wealth as a creative process. You create products and services of value to serve other people. And the more you serve, the more you're able to actually attract of the traditional wealth that we know, like money, your bank account, that type of thing. Welcome back. I hope you've had an awesome week so far. I'm really excited today to welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast as my guest, Tim Redmond. He's the CEO of Redmond Growth Consulting, an organization designed to help you grow your profits, grow your business, and grow your life through Tim's innovative coaching process. With his extensive business experience, Tim and his team will keep you focused on your highest and best use. You and your profits will grow and your business will be a powerful venue to live your purpose. If you'd like a peek behind the curtain into how we put together this show, the InnovaBuzz podcast, then go to innovabiz.co forward slash flywheel, where you can access a free gift that my team and I made for you a short audio book that walks you through every single step of the entire InnovaBuzz flywheel. We want to give you everything you need to transform your marketing and your podcast into a human-centered, relationship-focused growth engine. In our conversation today, Tim talked to me about redefining wealth as a creative process of building value by serving other people. We talked about how your business should be serving you, and you do that by serving your client and employees. And we talked about leadership beginning by leading yourself. It's a moment-by-moment management of your emotional state. Without further ado, then, let's fly into the hive and get the buzz from Tim Redmond. Hi, I'm your host, Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz, and I'm really excited to welcome today to the InnovaBuzz podcast, all the way from Tulsa in Oklahoma in the USA, Tim Redmond, who's the CEO of Redmond Growth Consulting, which is an organization designed to help businesses grow profits, grow business, grow their life through Tim's innovative coaching process. So welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast, Tim. It's a real privilege yeah, to have you as so my so guest. Yeah, it's so good to be here. I'm really looking forward to interacting with your great uh with your great tribe here sir fantastic now tulsa oklahoma isn't that uh, doesn't that feature in one of glenn campbell's songs if i remember rightly now i'm dating myself <laughs> yeah uh yeah it could be that it's also uh known by many as the geographical center of the of the earth uh but we usually call them uh redneck okies that, that uh, <laughs> hold on to that belief so <laughs> right. now you work 
work with your clients to enable them to achieve time and financial freedom and to live more intentionally, which I think is a, a really uh, noble intention and great uh, way to express kind of the results yeah. and the transformation you can achieve. You've also written a book called The Power to Create, The Ultimate Guide to Eliminate Scarcity and Produce Massive Results, both for ourselves or yourself, as in the title, and others. Um, so I'm really looking forward to digging into all of those things today. Now, before we do that, um, and I'll kind of couch this question. I was watching a movie yesterday and I was like, wow, that's uh, very profound. So there were, the people were at a funeral of, of a loved one and somebody made the comment, when somebody close to us leaves the world, their impact on us remains forever. And so I'd like to ask you, what, what's the impact you're making on the world? Well, okay, so uh, depends if you talk to my wife or you talk to my <laughs> clients, uh, my happy clients, and then those clients that are in the middle of a squeeze. Um, so you'll you'll get a, a variety of you know the kind of impact that I want to make is I I really want to be a catalyst uh, to to activate uh, leadership, uh, to activate creativity, to activate ownership within people. When people own their life and they own uh, the challenge, you know, they may not be responsible, they may not have even caused it, but they just, they, they have a mindset of making best what's set before them, uh, making a stepping stone rather than a stumbling block mm. of the challenges they face. You know, then, you know, I, I, I think that, um, I don't know if my memory would go on forever, uh, maybe <laughs> eternally or spiritually, but I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I love people that passed on with me. And I, I suppose there's part of them in me here, but I don't have that grandiose of a, of a vision, but I do want to help people in the here and now with, with, um, moving beyond just making their payroll. Mm. Uh, I had one guy, uh, just come to mind now, uh, He's 67, true story. Uh, he builds sheds in Arkansas. Arkansas is a state right over from Oklahoma. And uh, we do have roads in here. It's a fairly new um, development in our parts of the world. I'm, I'm just playing. Uh, but uh, anyway, he was generating about $100,000. And he, uh, but he was clearing about 5% profit and that was without paying himself anything. So mm -hmm. he's basically paying himself a labor yeah. of the profits of a $5,000. Well, now we've got him up to about $600,000, a couple years into it, it's about $600,000 a month. And his profit is right around 18%, sometimes as high as 20%. So he's clearing $100,000 in profits, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, so he's now come alive now. He's thinking about uh, leaving a legacy for his grandkids and his kids. He's taking his wife to places they've always dreamed of going, but they can never afford it. Mm. Um, he's, he's giving to his local church, and there's some activity, I think the recreational center, some youth outreach they're pouring into. And so he's living large, and he's loving it. Yeah. And uh, so it's, it's to create those stories. I. Mm. That's the kind of impact I want to make. Yeah, that, that's, um, I always, I love those stories and I always reflect on that because if I look at some of the success stories that I've had in my business and similar to that one, you know, you've made an impact on that person's life, but in doing so, you've enabled them to make an impact on so many other lives, which they wouldn't right. have. That's the idea. Yeah, which they wouldn't have done without making it's that transformation like a domino, really it is yeah, yeah. Mm. domino fall just it, it, it affects a lot of other things so really the kind of work that we do you and i is really we're we're charting new we're enabling people to chart completely whole new futures and it's not just some metaphysical thing it's tangible measurable i can do this now i, I had one guy that uh, had a, he was an electrician up in the Kansas City area, again, U.S. Um, he was cranking out about $125,000 a month. And, but no profit. He's paying himself a good salary. Hmm. No profit. 
And uh, so we went, we worked for several months. I, he's been a client of mine now for several years now, but he's, uh, he's now hitting between four and 500,000. Actually, he just hit a 600,000. We'll just say 500,000. I don't want to make it bigger than what it is. He's at about a half a million dollars a month now, and he is really consistently hitting that 20%. And so he's, he's making a hundred thousand dollars a month and he texts me and he said, you know, I'm, uh, he's about 40 years old. Um, and he said, you know, I'm starting to dream again. Like I did when I was 20. <laughs> that's wonderful. You. you know, so that, that's, that's the kind of impact that's measurable and it's fun. And, uh, he's actually started another business. He wants me to get involved in that. So we, I, I may, we're, we're now good friends. I, I, I like to become friends with the people I coach. We work together. And, uh, so anyway, that's, that's, mm. the, that's the stories I like to see. Wonderful. Well, that that's certainly, there's a big impact there. And as you say, it's got a domino effect when you have that kind of impact on yeah. one person, they transform and, and they can have impact on a whole lot of other people. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So talk to us a little bit about your power to create coaching system, which is, I guess, the core of, of the work you do with people. And, and you've yeah, documented actually, that in the I book. I wrote a book and I didn't know if you're going to bring this up, but boom, I've got it right here. <laughs> it Here's is, the yeah. textbook. And then I've got a, uh, a curriculum. Um, there's some uh, technology we use a few years back called DVDs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually in the process of uh, making this available online in English. It's American English, so it's a lower form of uh, intelligence for you uh, Australians. Uh, but I've also gotten Spanish and Portuguese as well, Brazilian mm-hmm. Portuguese. But yeah, this this is um, uh, it's really a whole mindset. It starts with uh, your relationship with money. Mm-hmm. So I, I've done this. You know, I've done some public speaking. Enjoy doing that. Um, and I've asked a crowd of people, Hey, how many want more money? Yeah, I want more money. If I had a million dollars to give you, would you want? Yes. I'm you know, want more money. And then I'll say, okay, now have you had anybody that, um, hasn't had a lot of money, but all of a sudden they come into a whole lot of money. They won the lotto, uh, inheritance or whatever, you know, whatever may come. Have you ever seen somebody come into a whole lot of money and really mess them up? They get ruined by money and, oh yeah, I've seen people ruined by money. I said, time out, just a moment. So is there some cognitive dissonance going on? You want more money, yet you just admitted that money ruins people. So Hmm. which is it, you know? And so I help people move to to get rid of those, those uh, the, the dissidents there that we have within them to come into a healthy relation with money. And then in this, I redefine what wealth is, where we think of wealth traditionally as gathering of assets, money, yeah. houses, factories, businesses, whatever, things of value that we can exchange for other things of value. And I redefine wealth as a creative process, not st- stuff that you gather that comes to you more, but it's stuff that flows from you. Mm. So I redefine wealth as a creative process that you create products and services of value to serve other people. Mm. And the more you that. serve, mm. the more you're able to actually attract of the traditional wealth that we know, like money, your yeah. bank account, that type of thing. Yeah, and I love so, Love with, that philosophy because, that, yeah, if you look at, you talked about assets, if you look at assets and think assets in a broader sense and say, well, this conversation we're having right now is an asset. It's a memory that both of us will take away right? from here. And yes. there might be some things we learn from each other in that conversation, which is an asset. I take something away. I say, oh, I learned that from Tim. That To me, that's an asset. And then, of course, it, the next step is how do I use that asset? Because without it doesn't have any value until I do something with it, which, of course, is we were having the conversation before we started recording is the intention is, of course, a great experience for both of us, but also for our listener and for the listener to take something away today that they can act on that maybe right. will change something for them. Mm. So to me, yeah. 
I think of all of those things as an asset and of having value. That's a, such a such a practical way of looking at this, and uh, it really sets the framework in there to really maximize the value that you can draw out of a even a conversation between hmm. uh, an engineer and an accountant. <laughs> I used to be an engineer. I used to be an accountant. So we both now grow businesses. So boom. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah, and it's. It is a process, right? So engineers, oh, I'm actually wow. a chemist, but yeah, engineering is sort of similar that, to what I do. And, and okay, those things are a, processes and, and accountants right. have have their yeah. processes in terms of here's how, how you balance the books, here's how you record, keep records yeah. and, and so on. So yeah, that taking that mindset of everything as a process into different areas, I think is for me has been quite valuable yeah it's really uh and when you get a business and so you know with these business owners so here's what we try to do over time in working with you and your business we try to make your business as boring and as predictable <laughs> as we can <laughs> so uh, what does that mean? Well, boring. I don't want to run a boring business. Your life is not boring. It'll never be boring. Uh, what we want, though, is we want to create a cadence in your business. You know, like every week I, I meet with my accountant on this time at this, this day and this time, and we review everything having to do with that. Uh, twice a week I meet with my son, who's the COO, and we cover about all the main big things and then get in the detail. We have a salesman. So we touch every aspect of the business every week in a predictable fashion. Yeah, but we got people doing this and clients demands here. I know you can tame your business. You don't have to be you know, a victim of your business. And then we, we make it as predictable as we can and as drama less as we can. Now some Clients will insist on bringing drama into your life. <laughs> you know, we, we, we know that. So there's, it'll, it'll stay busy, but, you know, it'll stay exciting. But really, if we can keep, get it boring and predictable and create a cadence in your business where your creativity is not having to create a regular thing that you ought to be doing, but your creativity is spent time hovering over the, the chaos of a, of a tough to solve problem. Hmm. And, uh, and so that's what we, that's what we could try to shift our, our clients to really hover over the businesses in that way. So. Yeah. So to enable them to work on the business rather than in the business, which. Yeah. Yeah. Is, and, is uh, Michael and, e. Gerber's and terms. I mean, say, say that again, sir. Using Michael E. Gerber's terms. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Just e-myth, love that whole thing. And, and really like, for me, uh, we were working on our business. We're kind of stuck on some things. And uh, so I had to work on the business, but I also got involved in the business to really know how to best work on it. Mm -hmm. So it's not, you know, you're not losing when you're working in the yep. business. You just want to make sure you have a healthy balance of working on the business to, to, to fashion. You want to re-engineer it to be able to serve you. I, and this is somewhat controversial in the sum, but I believe the number one purpose of your business is to serve the owner hmm. of the business. And so, but the, the owner's got to serve their clients, they've got to serve their customers, got to serve their, their employees well, or the business won't serve you. But we want to make sure the business is providing you a lifestyle and demands on you that is in line with what you want. It's, re it's realistic. Like I had one, one uh, some plumbers out in Denver. When I first met them, they were working 90 hours a week mm. and they didn't really have any money to show for it, working their butts off. And um, now a couple years into it, they're now, uh, they're approaching $700,000 uh, a month. They've got many months where they're north of 25% profit, you know, EBIT, so earnings before taxes. And um, they got a million dollars in the bank here. They've never had any money to set aside with. And, uh, but that, that comes through 
following a, a process, you know, a whole process of one thing after another that we get the business calmed down and really now it's serving them in a way that uh, they can they can have a lot more discretionary time. Mm. Wonderful, I love these stories. Now, a couple of the things you talk about in the book, The Power to Create, are kind of looking at this self-awareness aspect. So enabling people to be more clear about what what it is, what's their exceptional gift, what's their unique gift, and and then give them the confidence to strengthen the relationship with themselves, if I could put it that way, but also yeah. then to, to put that out in the world. Here's my unique gift. Here's how I can help you. And I think that's a critical part of some of those stories you've told before of of that second stage so you can transform the person but then enabling them to um, transform their business by serving their clients the best that they can and being uniquely placed to be the person or the business to serve right. those clients. So talk to us a little bit more about that aspect of the self-awareness. Well, you know, I, I it's it's really uh, is it okay if I if I have an angle of talking about that in terms of leadership? Yeah, can absolutely. I, can I go there for a little bit? So, you know, uh, I heard one guy, uh, uh, John Maxwell, says everything everything rises and falls on leadership. Everything, and your business, your success, your marriage, your relationship with your kids, everything that's important to you rises and falls on leadership. So, so I like to define what leadership is, and I always begin uh, inward. So uh, leadership is first an inward process before it's an outward process. Effective leaders first go inward before they go outward. So I say that leadership begins with learning to lead yourself yeah. and um, how you feel about yourself, how you feel about your challenges, how you feel about when things go well, things don't go so well. You have a relationship with the world around you. You you think either the world's for you or it's against you or maybe somewhere in between. But all that, the way you feel about yourself and the way you feel about the world around you, uh, some call that an emotional state. It's, it's how you feel. Yeah. That's how you feel about yourself and how you feel about the world around you. And so. I like to say that leadership is a moment-by-moment -moment management of your emotional state. You have only one of two states to be in. Either it's a positive or negative. Either you can or you can't. Either you're capable or incapable. Either it's possible or impossible. And so you're, you're approaching your business, the difficulty, a relationship issue or challenge here. Um, either from one of those two mindsets and your emotional state i like to say this whoever has the most dominant state dominates and so you actually color the world around you 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 uh, create an environment around you with your emotional state so it's that moment by moment management and i like to also say that leadership is really improving your looks <laughs> and, and it's not so much how you look after you get your Botox injection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Beautiful. Um, we need to see. I understand you also dance on the top of your uh, of your desk, though. So we want to see that in this podcast. Uh, so no, it, it, it's not necessarily how you look in the mirror, but it's how you look at what you're looking at, and you're looking at that from that emotional state, from either you can or you can't. Either it's too big or or uh, or you're gonna conquer it, you know. Uh, even if you don't know how, you know that if you, by leaning into it, you're gonna figure it out, mm. you know. <clears throat> Confidence comes by having the courage to go forward on your commitment and mm. just do it afraid. 
And uh, there's a lot of business owners here that they're waiting for that one decision and they're waiting for things to be perfect. Do it afraid. Do it when it's a mess. Do yeah. it when it's imperfect. Just get moving. You know? yeah. So I don't want to turn oh, into a motivational speaker. <laughs> there we uh, go. Yeah. We actually do live in a van down near the river. Uh, no, it probably wouldn't make sense in Australia. But uh, your American uh, folks here with Chris Farley would, would appreciate that Saturday Night Live. <laughs> so anyway, um, but really what we're talking about is, you know, you've got to, you know, that self-awareness is you're aware of your emotional state. Mm. You're aware of how you feel about yourself. You're confident or lack confidence. or And, and, and you've got to have rituals where you build yourself up. Mm. And I like to tell people you're gonna, th that so many times we build a case against ourselves. <laughs> Why? Because every time we make a mistake, we're right there to see it. Yeah, and we beat ourselves <laughs> up about <laughs> it, right? <laughs> you know, sometimes we're unaware of the mistakes we make. I know, it, you know, I'm a clueless male that's married to a beautiful woman, and sometimes I'm unaware. But, but you know, we're present with every mistake we make, and so we, we tend to build a case against ourselves. See, there I go again. And I'm going to I'm going to challenge these great leaders that follow your podcast to look at themselves differently to really to look in the mirrors how you, mm. you know, leadership is improving your looks it's improving how you look at yourself and your yeah. capacity yeah, I love. Stop sitting down when the world around you is begging you to stand yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Stop ignoring this big elephant in the room when it's time for you to start swapping that, swapping that thing in the rear and get it out of your room. Just deal with the issue, mm -hmm. you know. So, you know, we wanna we wanna make sure we improve our looks, and so as we as we have that self awareness that we're here to improve the situation. That's what a leader does. It acts upon, it's not being victimized by. Hmm. And all of us have been victimized by certain things that were outside of our control, bad things that happened to us. So, you know, and I'm not I'm not denying that, but to live as a victim means you you live without choices. Hmm. You live right. you never, as subjective yeah. to the world around you instead of acting upon that. Except the environment so for business, what it is and the impact it's having on you rather than yeah. taking control. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. I love exactly. the I love the starting off with that emotional state. And because I think that is so powerful. And one of the things that's important um, is that we have the choice to change our emotional state. And that doesn't mean to say that, for example, I don't feel sorry for myself from time to time, or I, I don't feel sad and then go into, mm, it's going to be a bad day today. I've or, been there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but I don't beat myself up for that. I allow myself a, f a few moments to do that. And then I look at what can I do to change my emotional state? And one, one of the things, Boom. one of the things I, often use is is the idea of reframing how can i look at this situation this issue this challenge that i've got from a different lens and so in Brilliant. in some ways um, that is what you talked about you know looking in the mirror and 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 then okay what can i do to take control here and often that just changes my emotional state now all of a sudden instead of feeling sorry myself for myself i oh there's an opportunity there which uh, i see opportunities and get i get excited so now i'm excited emotional state and that makes a huge difference because now i Oh my gosh. You become contagious, you know. <laughs> you you uh, you know people will respond much like plants planted in the soil. They're going to respond to the soil around them. Mm. You know, leaders create environments, so people respond. They blossom or they they shy down based on the environment that's created around them. You come in there with positive and energetic. We can do this. Mm they're going to better believe that they can do it. They get off their bum and they, they just start getting after it, right? Yeah, I mean, that's is that, right. Yeah. Is that only in America or is that, no, you know, where human, the, the classiest people condition. on the planet? Yes, that's right. Yeah, hmm. down under. So, yeah, good. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, so, so I can't, can't emphasize that enough. It's sometimes we think, you know, we, we kind of say it stoically and without feeling or emotion. 
But, you know, our, our business will rise because we rise in our leadership. And so how do you change your state? Yes, reframing. But, it, you know, it's, it's, it's fairly simple. You, you can change your state by changing your physiology. Yeah. Just putting a smile on your face. That's right. Sitting up tall. Stand you know? up instead of sitting <laughs> down. One yeah. thing. <laughs> You know, what are you thinking about here is, are you losing or are you winning on what you're focused mm-hmm. about? Another thing is what you say. You know, I always would tell my kids, I said, you can stop the noise pollution. <laughs> you're polluting this place. It's horrible. I can't hardly breathe. So, you know, it's be the boss of your emotions, I'd say. And uh, so, uh, Anyway, uh, you know, so your words and, 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 and really the actions you take, you know, I mean, you, you, it's an old motivational line here, but if you want to be enthusiastic, you've got to act enthusiastic. Yeah, right. There's something to that, I would think. And uh, so, you know, people can change their state in a moment. Mm. Yeah, by changing one of those four or five things that you and I have just mentioned here, and, it's, and we don't have to be subject to it. It takes work. Because, Sometimes yeah. I've got to like, uh, like I'm learning to walk when I was ten or eleven <laughs> months old. You know, I get up and I fall down. I get up and I fall down. And the little baby doesn't know when to quit. Yeah. You know, they see all these humans around them walking without. Must be possible, right? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. yeah. So they go, you know, I know I'm going to get this thing figured out. So they can have a bump on their head and they're still crying. But while they're doing that, while they're crying, they get a tripod up and they get back up again while they're crying, while they're in pain. They're just, they just will not give up on it. So there's some lessons that, that's right. Yeah. That the younger baby stage of ourselves can teach the adults mm. in us, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's it. Is my my business coach always uses that example? Says nobody nobody ever gave up walking unless they had a physical disability, of course, and, right. and were physically incapable of that. Which which of course happens. It's unfortunate, of course. But ninety percent of us, or ninety eight percent of us, probably uh, have gone through that stage, and we didn't give up. We're walking, and and at some point right. we kind of change our mindset of that, and. Um, yeah, we've got to go back to that. Oh, good. Mm. Very good. Yeah, I, I'm I'm in total agreement with what you're saying on that for mm. sure. All right. Well, this is uh, fantastic, Tim. We could go on talking for ages, <laughs> digging into the work you do in the book, but I think it's a good point now to move on to the buzz, which is our innovation round. It's the same five questions I ask of every guest, and the idea, of course, is that you'll leave our listener inspired to take some action as a result, to do something awesome today as a result of your answers. Well, let's give it a shot anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. All right, what's the number one thing anyone needs to do to be more innovative? Okay, well, innovation is just rearranging what's already there. And uh, so I have this concept called forced creativity where Whatever we're doing, I'm going to force myself to make that no longer an option. If I didn't do it this way, how else would I do this? Mm -hmm. And so it's that concept of forced creativity that you disown a current established way you're doing it just to force you to think of new venues or new new avenues of getting that done. Mm, That's that's interesting. I've I've never thought of um, approaching things that way, but it that I can see that working really well. Yeah. Basically take away what works and say how else how else can you do you can't do that. So how do you how do you achieve that result? It's it's fascinating how the brain works if you ask it a question as if it's something different yeah. from me. But if I ask it a question like Napoleon Hill, you know, in his his book he wrote back in the nineteen thirties, uh, Think and Grow Rich he said that there's he introduced this concept called auto suggestion so you're asking your brain to solve certain things mm. and you can ask it strong questions and it'll give you strong answers you can ask it wimpy victimized weak questions and you're going to get weak victimized answers and mm. so that's where you know if you if you make a demand on your brain to say how else can we get up this mountain uh you know just 
don't put down any idea. I yeah. just I like yeah. a blank sheet of paper and start I, writing away. And it reminds me that I think one of the things that has come up a lot in this conversation around innovation is the idea of resourcefulness. And there's a German saying that um, uh, kind of my, my parents used to use it a lot. We used it a lot with our kids. And it's like every time somebody solved a problem in a, in a really unique way, in a resourceful way, and it might have been a little thing like how to, you know, the kids doing silly things to eating eating their food or something like that. And we'd use this saying which basically says that everybody that isn't resourceful is lost. Right, yeah. And uh, it's, it's those simple thoughts that just hopefully wakes you up to yeah. say, what state do I want to be in? And, you know, misery loves company, but you're mm. not getting my company. <laughs> you know, so, you know just, you know, become the change you're, you're seeking. Mm. All right, Tim, what's the best thing you've done to develop new ideas? Well, I do that forced creativity mm -hmm. thing. And so I, I have, you know, just scratch pads. Sometimes I'll do it on a Google Doc on my computer. Um, I like to read advertisements, advertisements is the proper pronunciation. And uh, so I look at how are people selling whatever idea they have. So I'll say, well, what is the idea they have and how are they selling it? And what's the mode of persuasion? And it just gets me thinking. Hmm. I also uh, like to read novels. I'm, I'm more of a okay, practical, yeah. you know, I'm how-to books and yeah. these biographies and all that kind of, you know, those kind of books. But I like to read novels because novelists are so creative mm -hmm. in telling a story. And uh, there are certain novels and certain movies I watch that just, boom, they just get my thinking going. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I do. Um, I I always um, take away. I, I admire people that are able to use stories and metaphor, particularly in a way like oh, bringing a story gosh. in that that at first doesn't seem to bear any relationship to what what <laughs> we're talking about on the topic, but then they kind of capture your attention, weave that in, and then all of a sudden you've got this magic lesson out of that that's relevant to the topic oh, yeah. you're there for, but you didn't realize that was happening as they were going through that story because they've oh, captured, I love, they've I captured love your attention. Yeah. yeah, I love Masters of Metaphor. Mm. There's uh, several of them I think about and just, and those sneaky little guys, they come <laughs> up and they tattoo your brain with that yeah. thought that ah, it's kind of like a song that you keep singing and you can't get rid of it. You know, so that's the power of uh, of master metaphors. I love it. Mm, yeah, yeah. So yeah, reading novels and and stories, good storytellers. Mm. All right. Do you have a favorite resource you use most often? Well, you mean resource like uh, like a tool or yeah, it could be a tool. A or, yeah, I mean, people have said been creative with this one and and said all kinds of things like their. Um, their team or people in general? Yeah, I, or, I love our, our, our team meetings where we're brutally honest. Uh, one of the core, the number one core uh, corporate value we have is ownership, extreme ownership. Own your stuff. Hmm. Um, I've heard it spoken in probably less noble ways, but probably more <laughs> realistic. And uh, so, uh, but uh, I believe that the sound of progress is the clashing of ideas. Mm. So look, just just right before this meeting, I was having a meeting with my son, who's the COO, and we we have been uh, remiss in our our homepage of our website. You know, we don't don't put a whole lot of value in that, yet we help do that with our other clients. So we ought to take our own medicine. So we were reformulating our whole new homepage of our website, and it was a clash of ideas. Mm -hmm. We didn't even necessarily see eye to eye on certain things, but, but in that, don't be afraid of uh, disagreement and even conflict and the clashing of the sparks that fly, because sometimes, 
you know, some idea shows up perpendicular to what you're arguing about. And mm. so, boom, that sometimes it doesn't show up until on the other side of some type of, of uh, clashing that's going on. Mm. Well, that, yeah, so I say my team meetings. Um, also, uh, when I, I get up really early in the morning, so I'll, I, uh, I go through the Bible every year. So I go through, there's several chapters on that that gets me grounded on that. And uh, then I read some inspirational. So I was, this is Victor Frankl morning this morning. So <laughs> I went through and finished the uh, Man's Search for Meaning. You know, he's got mm -hmm. a couple of chapters, whole chapter on logotherapy, the, 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 the study of meaning. And then I went right into another book he wrote called Yes to Life. And um, so it's just, it really gets me thinking people mm -hmm. that, have thought a lot and then they reduce that down to just a couple hundred pages of a book. It's like, man, this is, mm. this is like amazing, you know, just mm. to have access. Yeah. To well, we talked earlier about legacy, right? And there's, there's um, so much legacy there in what people have recorded over, over the oh, yeah. millennia um, in, in all kinds of forms. And, and of course, books are, one really valuable form of that. I, I just realized another thing I do is if I really like you or I'm wanting to get to know you, um, I will suggest that we read a book together and we just digest it, you know, after each chapter, after so many pages. And so I get all kinds of ideas and just the mm -hmm. sparking of different things just by getting into a discussion as we tra as I travel through a book with somebody on a regular okay. basis, meet once a week. It's so. Sort of like your own little uh, reader uh, book club master. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I've, got, I've got one book right now that I'm going through independently with four different people right now just because mm. I really want to nail <laughs> down this book. So, Fantastic. What book's that? <laughs> well, it's a new one. I really love this brain of Donald Miller. He is, oh, yeah. uh, he's got like a marketing you know, story mm. brand thing but i i first got turned on to him as one of the masters of metaphor and a, a book he wrote i think in his 20s called blue like jazz it's 21 essays about spirituality and his walk with uh with god and it was hilarious and it was a just a just a mastery of metaphor and so uh, i'm going through a book from his now called hero with a mission and it's mm -hmm. really just really well written. Everything he writes is just superb. Yeah, yeah. That's I haven't. Yeah, I haven't read that yet. That's on my reading list to read. Cool. List. There but we yeah, go. I'm a big fan of, of his other books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excellent. All right. What's the best way to keep a client on track, Tim? A client on track. Okay. Well, uh, I know what we do is um, we will we'll get real clear on what do we want to accomplish this month? Uh, what, what needs to be fine tuned? I like, there's three words that I like to mention here with all of our clients know it is casualness causes casualties. So what in their business are we being casual towards that's creating some kind of casualties? So we get, we get, you know, begin with the end in mind type of thought. And then we'll also get really um, asking them their desire. What do you want to see happen? And when we engage them in the in the problem solving, they they get engaged here instead of because uh, we're a we're a do it for you coaching company. We're not just a do it with you or tell you mm. to get it done. We do it. We implement a lot, but we like to get the client involved in in, in creating. Uh, you know, the solution and uh, to get that involvement. Um, another thing we do is we'll ask them point blank. Um, what, how would you evaluate your relationship with Redmond Growth? And what do you want to see more of and what do you want to see less of? And where they begin to own the relationship and what yeah. they want to get out of it. And uh, just had one of my coaches uh, ask that. He said it was just magical because we had just covered that in a uh, coaching meeting not too long ago. And uh, he said it was magical. It just totally, he was like, 
half checked out, bump on the log, and just boom, he just got engaged with it. And, um, you know, so an engaged client's going to grow, they're going to get better results, right, yeah. and they'll stay with you a lot longer. Hmm. Excellent. Yeah, I love that. I love that um, way of getting feedback. So, yeah. Hmm. All right. Now, what's the number one thing anyone can do to differentiate themselves? <laughs> okay. Uh, and you, did you provide these to me beforehand? These uh, I'm I sure did. You yeah. Did. I, <laughs> I, uh, I I do a number of these podcasts. So, um, well, I, you know, I, I call it a purple cow. Seth Gooden calls it a purple cow. Yeah, so yeah. I borrow from him. And so, uh, you know, uh, how, how do people know you? I've got one plumber that uh, we work with a lot of contractors and I got one plumber and he pulled up and I came out to meet him and he, uh, he's got below his logo. He says, we wear belts. And I go, well, what's that for? <laughs> well, we want to ensure that nobody sees our butt cracks because plumbers are known to show to the world very shamelessly their butt crack, you know? So. Anyways, we actually built his purple cow around that somewhat, yeah. and we called it a no butt crack, no butt crack guarantee. Um, <laughs> so if you see our butt crack during the time that we're working on your house or business or whatever the property is, uh, if you see it, labor's free. You know, so <laughs> people are calling him up and laughing, and says you're the no yeah. butt crack guarantee guy, right? Yeah, you know they're laughing, and then I'm I'm in. You know, yeah. so. So it's good to it's good to um, on a on a serious note to ask yourself what exact and specific pain does your customer does your ideal client most likely buyer have? I was doing a podcast and some coach was listening and. And I don't necessarily coach coaches, you know, I, I don't mind getting on the phone with them and helping them out, but, uh, from time to time, but that's not really my business is built on more brick and mortar kind of companies. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so she was like, Hey, how can I improve my coaching? And, and so I said, well, I went to your website and I listened to a couple of your YouTube videos and uh, you're too much of a generalist. You know, I, I know you can help them out if they hang out with you, but you don't give them a, you don't give them a, a, a clear enough reason to want to call you. I said, mm -hmm. now people will stop and talk about what they're in pain about. If, if you, if you grab their pain and you seem like you really understand it, boom, you're going to get their attention. So get super clear on what the pain is your client has that you'll make that pain go away hmm. and that will differentiate yourself there because there's there's too many generalists and we're coming into what i'm calling the economy of coaching what, is, what do i mean by that that coaching is not just what i do for a handful of clients i've got about 150 clients that we work with and we're growing and thank goodness for that um but it's it's things you know things are going to get done through a coaching organization like right now i'm a coaching organization i mean we're good coaches we get great results yet there are four coaching organizations currently working with us right now to help us solve very specific mm -hmm. specific things the best get better because they get coaching and so there's so many of these coaches that just they're not they're 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 generalist and yeah. i like to say this that you're going to widen your reach by narrowing your focus yeah Get really clear on the pain that you help go away and go after that pain do you have this pain you know if you have yeah. this pain you know come talk to know, us I'll, yeah within yeah. three minutes i'll make I'll, I'll make half of it go away and you have to pay me for the second half you know or whatever yeah. So you, yeah. you, you've got you've yeah, to have a, a compelling way to get their attention. And when you can address their pain accurately and empathetically, uh, then you're going to catch their attention a lot better. Hmm. Yeah, that that's great them. advice. And the, the niching down and, and being more and more focused around what is the pain that you help solve. Yeah. Um, is it's counterintuitive that that gives you growth but it is true and every time i've 
gone through the exercise of, um, you know, and I've done it several times during the course of my business of saying, I, I want to focus more tightly on a particular area. Every time we've done that, it's right. resulted in a spurt of growth rather than going backwards. It's yeah, quite amazing. It's pretty magical, and it's mm. uh, it does require just a little bit of focus, mm. a little bit of hard work, and uh, and then when you identify that, talk to your potential clients and test certain lines out on them. Mm. You know, I had one guy that he was a partner in a tax firm, a tax preparation firm. Very, very successful, the largest in Tulsa, actually. And uh, I don't want to give too much up on this on this partner, but he's a very, very successful guy. And he was telling me that he was sitting next to some guy for five years at uh, Chamber of Commerce meetings. And the guy turned to him just a couple weeks earlier before our session. He goes, by the way, what is it you do? <laughs> and... I said that nobody should ask that question after they've seen you the second time. Oh, yeah, on. yeah. And so we we had this conversation, this like a like a fifteen a fifteen second elevator speech, but it was more of a engagement to get them engaged. And if somebody says, "Well, what do you do?" and let's say his name is Bob, "What do you do, Bob?" He says, "Well, uh, you know, when you do taxes and preparation for taxes and have to pay all that money and." Get all those records together. Is that a good time? Oh, I hate that time. He said, well, I'm the guy that makes all that hassle go away. I make it as easy as possible, and I lower your tax bill as much as possible. People love me. Hmm. They go, that's interesting. Tell me more. You know, so hmm. boom. You know, so we want to we wanna make sure whatever it is, the pain that you make go away, get real clear on that. Hmm. Great. Wonderful. Well, thanks for getting through the buzz around, Tim. This is been a wonderful conversation. Now, where can people find out more about Redmond Growth and the work you do and also get a hold of your yeah. book, of course, and maybe even get in touch and say thanks for what you've shared today? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, our website is Redmond Growth, and it's Redmond, R-E-D-M-O-N-D, -E like the city where Microsoft is based, and um, uh, redmondgrowth.com. They can email me directly. Uh, they can email me at Tim, T-I-M, at Redmond Growth, uh, and I'll answer it. And if I don't get right there with it, I'm usually busy chasing my wife around, and I'm <laughs> hoping she wants me to catch her. Um, but once I'm done with that, I'll, I'll, I'll return the emails. <laughs> and uh, now also, this is probably, uh, it's not going to be forever, uh, redoing our website, so I think we're going to change this. But the number on the website is my cell number. Or if they look mm -hmm. under the uh, Google My Business, that they go out to Google and they go Redmond uh, Redmond Growth Coaching or Redmond Growth Consulting, they'll see our Google My Business show up, and that number is my my cell number. And by the way, you'll see over 400 five-star Google reviews from other mm -hmm. other types of uh, business owners that use this, but. Uh, what, what we would like to do if they, if your folks want to get a hold of me and they, they watch this and if they give you a five star review or just say, Hey, I love Mr. Strauss. Um, they connect with you, uh, in their email or phone call with me. Um, we have a, a, a process. We call it a growth plan and we evaluate your strengths and weaknesses. We look at your, your, where you're at versus your capacity, where you can be. We look at your three-year uh, growth that you'd like to get to. And based on all that, we create a growth plan that's going to give them eight to ten concrete action items. That if they act on this, with or without us, if they act on it, that'll add at least $100,000 of profits to their business in the next 12 months. Mm -hmm. uh, if it's a bigger company, even more. And... Uh, so we normally charge because it's it's very potent and it's very I mean we're very generous with what we share with you before you pay us on that we waive that twenty five hundred dollars we normally charge twenty five hundred dollars for that mm -hmm. we waive that twenty five hundred dollar fee but we still give you the same growth plan so if you ask us for the growth plan and you identify you know the um, in above buzz um, they enter they they mention your name however they connect with you will waive that twenty five hundred dollar fee 
So that's wonderful. Anyway. Very generous. Thanks, Tim. So there you go. If if that's something that you think can add value to what you're doing, get in touch. We'll have the links in the show notes. Get in touch with us. Um, get in touch with Tim through the podcast. Um, make sure you leave a review or leave a comment on the show and point Tim in that direction just so he knows you've actually listened to our conversation and right. taken away some of the nuggets. And And speaking of nuggets, is there... One piece, one specific action you'd like our listener to take away and turn, do something with so that they actually make a transformation as a result of our conversation today, Tim. Uh, what comes to mind is uh, dream big and takes the, take the next small little step with massive boldness. Just get <laughs> busy with it. Dream big get to work today yeah so ask ask what uh, what's the dream and then ask what's what's the next step i can take and let's and do that today take massive action towards it yeah. yeah and you talked earlier about building momentum just keep keep moving um builds momentum right good stuff yeah fabulous and finally tim who else should i get on the show and why uh let's see uh well, there's a guy that's not actually from the U.S., but he's uh, he's been spending a lot of time in the U.S., a good friend of mine. He's got a couple businesses going. His name is uh, Elon Musk. Um, <laughs> so do you want me to get him connected there? I'm just, uh, I hate when people name drop just to make themselves yeah. look good. <laughs> I'm just talking to Oprah about that yesterday. And uh, yeah, no, uh, uh, this is well, if you could introduce us to both of those folks. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah. Take we just lost half your audience right there with that cornball humor. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, let me think about that. I uh, uh, there may be a couple of my clients that may want to be on here. Mm. You know, and that they've really grown their business and they've done a lot of smart things. And uh, um, but yeah, let me think about that because I want to. I want to. Uh, other than Elon, uh, no, yeah. nobody else is coming to mind right now. But I, right, okay. Well, we'll get, on. we'll um, keep in touch and and see who you suggest. And certainly, if you can introduce us to Elon, that'd be great. He is on my kind of <laughs> dream list of somebody to talk to. But uh, I'm sure well, I understand to, uh, you can uh, you can Twitter him, and uh, <laughs> he's pretty pretty open to most feedback here. So. Yeah, yeah, I might have to pay for that privilege though soon. Apparently, <laughs> yes. Who knows what's going to happen with that? It's, it makes it interesting anyway. Yeah. All right, Tim. This has been a lot of fun, and I've really enjoyed our conversation today. Learned a lot about your approach, and um, yeah, there's um, been a little bit of witty humour in between, but I think there's lots of great takeaways that our listener can can uh, turn into action today so thanks again for sharing all that with us today thank you sir. all the best for the future and let's stay in touch i hope so i hope you enjoyed that insightful and really engaging informative conversation with tim and took something away from his episode I invite you to follow his advice. Dream big, but don't leave it as a dream. Take the next small step with massive boldness. Build that small step into a habit. That way you build momentum and take action on that step. Think of James Clear's atomic habits. Building habits. Small habits that grow and build into the momentum that enable you to fulfill your dreams. Tim's episode can be found at innovabiz.co forward slash Tim Redmond. That is T-I-M-R-E-D-M-O-N-D. All lowercase, all one word, innovabiz.co forward slash Tim Redmond. You'll also find contact information there for getting in touch with Tim, as well as links to the Redmond Growth Consulting website, 
to his social media pages and the other resources we spoke about in our conversation today. If you've listened this far into the show and you've listened to other shows, you'll know what's coming now. Here's a challenge for you. If you love this conversation and you think it'd be useful to someone else, think of one person and be brave enough to share that conversation with that other person that it will be useful to. You're doing them a massive favour. They'll thank you for it, believe me. And, of course, in the 520 or so other episodes that we've published right up until now, go check one that you haven't listened to before. Listen to that one, and then send me a note on LinkedIn about which episode you picked, why you picked it, and most importantly, what is the action you are taking as a result. Thanks for listening. We'd love you to leave a review on this episode so that we can get to know you and why you listen. Also, it will help us make the podcast even better for you. Simply go to lovethepodcast.com forward slash InnovaBuzz to pick your preferred platform. And you can follow the show by going to followthepodcast.com forward slash InnovaBuzz. If you'd like a peek behind the curtain into how we put together this show, go to innovabuzz.co forward slash flywheel, where you can access a free gift my team and I made for you, a short audio program that walks you through the entire InnovaBuzz flywheel. We want to give you everything you need to transform your marketing and your podcast into a human-centered, relationship-focused growth engine. Tune in again to the next episodes of the InnovaBuzz podcast, where we've got yet more fantastic guests lined up. Until next time, I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz. Remember, be awesome and keep innovating.